0: Uh, I don't know
1: if bad is the right word, but blah. Yeah.
0: My, uh, trying to keep up with life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait,
0: actually, we're not doing too bad, right? Didn't we have an episode last week? We're just like We just a didn't day blah later.
1: before it. So they haven't oh, heard for us from a... So that's they right. Blah.
0: Oh, you guys, we have had... We've been complete disasters. Like, complete disasters. So that's why last week we didn't even record a a part where it was like let's talk to each other and we just went to the patreon shout out so hopefully you're cool that we're back today sort of functioning
1: yeah yeah um this is where i am mel i feel annoyed um a lot of things one i feel annoyed at myself because i wish i was in a different place i wish i was further along and guess what you're not not Yeah. And isn't it stupid how we don't practice what we preach a lot? Like, everybody's like, be kind to yourself. Like, it takes time, but it's so hard not to get in that like place where you're beating yourself up over where you are. And at the same time, that's happening. I also feel like people around me are like, all right, it's time for you to be done with this. Not saying it to me, but I'm just getting the vibe that you know it's been more than three years you should figure this out by now you should be a well oiled machine especially talking about like my kids and like how we function and things like that and i'm like we're not and it's so frustrating and it's hard to feel like grief has an expiration date you know and uh so i'm kind of struggling with that and then at the same time i'm like people die all the time i like think about the olden ages the olden days and i'm like The people would, like, die on the Oregon Trail. and You just had to keep walking. So, like, what's wrong with me? Well,
0: you don't have dysentery, first of all. How do you know? Okay, maybe you do. Um, And also, re-well-oiled machine. Uh Is there such a thing... I feel like the people who maybe are a well-oiled machine in quotes, those children of those parents are in mega therapy when they're <laughs> adults. So Yeah,
1: but I mean there's definitely there's definitely an air to our functioning of like I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um my son came up to me and said, Mom, can we go to the thrift store and and buy me some shoes? And I was like, Why? you know, kind of annoyed at him. Like, why would we want to do that? And he's like, well, I need him. I need him for my band concert. I'm supposed to wear black shoes. And I just start sobbing. And then he feels bad because he's asked me for black shoes. I'm not mad that he asked me for black shoes. I didn't even know he had a band concert. I didn't even know he needed black shoes for a band concert that I didn't even know about. It's just like I'm always on my heels figuring stuff out. Like, After it happened or right before. And I'm like, why? Very frustrating. I want to be more organized and better at the things that I need to do.
0: I want you to have three nannies. Yeah. We're going to need a lot
1: more patrons for that, Mel.
0: (sighs) I just like... I like never know what to say to your life because I want it to be fixed for you and I hate it for you and I can't even do anything except make jokes to you. Yeah. That's sorry. so funny
1: because I feel the exact same way about you. Okay, good. We're even. <laughs> Cause when you're like, you've had trauma too. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> just like this sucks. And I'm just so sorry. And
0: uh, honestly, <laughs> when you respond that way to me, and then you're like making a joke. It helps me to not go into the dire cave. So keep it up.
1: Okay, The dire um, cave. I like that name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I <gasps> when we get to this this episode in a few weeks, like I'll probably talk about this again in our initial blah, blah. But I was so bad last week because something happened regarding the X situation that I found out about that we were recording with somebody and it was about dating and I couldn't even like, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't even be part of it. And it was like, nobody's not Anita's fault or the guest's fault. I just was like, I, I cannot manage having this loss and betrayal and cheating and lying and being discarded situation on top of dead dad, which I still don't even think I've accessed any of the grieving process yet on top of scott's dying which by the way is going to be five years on november 6th so uh you know what <laughs> and we we were talking in the widow wives club today about this it's like at least i could get our episodes out weekly most for the most part mm-hmm. i guess that's pretty good right because i could have just stop participating like i beat myself up that i don't fulfill all obligations in a timely manner but i'm doing grad school i got an a i've been skating my face off only to deal with the rage and everything um going to emdr i don't know Ugh. that's good right is that okay like think i'm can you give me validation that I like okay you're
1: asking me <laughs> well um... i th- i think that i i hope I hope that our audience is a group of people who understand the dynamics of widowhood, and um, maybe will give us a little bit of of leeway. And maybe if people aren't listening right when it comes out, they'll have no idea that it came out a day or two, a, do, a, do, a day but or it, two later. Yeah, yeah uh,
0: I know. I just know how hard weekends are, and so we try to shoot for Mondays. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, I I'm the problem. <laughs> to get us so i'm the final factor yeah i'm the problem (laughs) so i'm so sorry i know that like having the episode on mondays is helpful for so many reasons because we've made it through the weekend and barely survived probably and monday it's like okay like there's kind of your dose of like we can do this but i'm sorry if it's tuesday guys and this week i don't know yeah
1: i mean what do you what do you do i don't know i don't know what we do
0: um no, but I'm going to Canada with you in like eight days. So that's cool.
1: I know it'll be cold and fun. Uh, We have something that we want to ask you guys about. Can we? Yeah. So this is going to require your participation. What we want from you is we want you to email us your stories of the most awkward situation you've been put in as a widow. You know, we talk about like When we try and make it awkward for people when they say stuff to us and then we're like, oh, my husband's dead. Like we want those stories and we're going to take our favorites and we're going to share them with all of you. So email us your stories at widowwe do now at gmail.com and we'll see what we get. We'll be reading them out loud. So, yeah, it'll be like share, show, share and tell. No, show Show and tell. tell. Yeah. (laughs) See, well-oiled machine right here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: anyway it's gonna be fun so do it also if you guys are loving the podcast or if the podcast has been a source of support for you please consider joining our patreon it's the way that we can continue this to keep going and helping others and if you do join the patreon you get benefits at the ten dollar level and up you get ad free episodes and a shout out and you are going to love the special guest who is going to be doing the shout out. So enjoy. Uh, and if you do not want to join the Patreon, please consider buying us tacos at buymeacoffee.com slash do now?
1: And a special request. If you guys have not rated and reviewed the podcast, will you please go do that? We really rely on those to help us rank in searches. So when people are desperately looking for a widow podcast to help them, we pop up. And if we don't get ratings and reviews, that doesn't happen. So if you haven't done that, please, please, please go back into Apple Podcasts or Spotify and at least give us a rating, a five-star rating. And if you have time or the ability to, then a review also to help people know that this could be helpful for them.
0: And I think at this time for Spotify, you can only rate. I don't think you can review. Yeah, I so think you're right. So don't be alarmed if you're trying to review in Spotify and it doesn't work. But yes, every every review counts. So thank you. We know it's annoying and stupid. And that's how the internet works. So Yes. There you go. All right. I
1: think we're going to get to this episode. This, this is a wild ride, you guys. So I hope you can join along with us. And I hope you guys are all... Uh, faring well as we enter the dreaded holidays it's gonna Mm. be it's gonna be an interesting one this year mel yeah we'll talk more i'm sure okay yes as we go all right let's do this i'm anita i'm mel we are two young widows who are kind of a disaster right now and we're just trying to figure out widow we do now All right, it's time to do the patron shout-out. Today I'm joined by number three, who's going to help me out. Say hi, number three. Hi! Okay, here we go. The first one you have to sing a song for. What song should we sing? What's your favorite song? Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments... Or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But the Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.
2: La 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 la
1: (laughs) That's a song for our secret dead husband. Okay, ready? Say Constance Dalbeck.
2: Constance Dalbeck. Dalbeck. It's
1: Constance Dalbeck. Stalbeck. David.
2: David. Don Satterwhite. Don Satterwhite? (laughs) 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 What (laughs) the?
1: Emily Wesenberg.
2: Emily Wesenberg. Gail Bell. Gail Bell.
1: Heather Mullins.
2: Heather Mullins.
1: Ivan Meisner.
2: (laughs) Ivan Meisner. Cat. Cat. I like that name. Krista Waite. Krista Waite.
1: Maya Glasser.
2: Maya Glasser. Neil Hooper. Neil Hooper.
1: Sam Finlayson.
2: Sam Finlayson. Amber. Amber. Alanis. 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 Vela. Vela. Amy Hartman Martell. Amy... Hartman Martell. Hartman... Martell. Martell. Martell? Amy Neal. Amy Neal. Ashley Hahn. Ashley Hahn, Barbara Schneeberger, Barbara Schneeberger, Brandy uh, Younger, Brandy Younger,
1: Brittany Pedro,
2: Brittany Pedro, Chris Steffen, Chris Steffen,
1: Cindy Wilkerson,
2: Cindy Wilderson,
1: Danielle Catterberg,
2: Danielle Catterberg, Debbie, Debbie, not a Debbie Downer, now the Debbie Bowner. Debbie Dennis Brozo. Dennis Brozo. Jean Marie Massey. Jean Marie Massey. Jen O'Brien. Jen O'Brien. Say welcome, Jen. Welcome, Jen. Jenny... We are glad you're here.
1: Jenny Taylor.
2: Jenny Taylor. Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Taylor. No, Jennifer Beale. Beale. Jennifer Brown. Jennifer Brown. Jenny Wing. Jenny Wing. Jesse Johnson. Jesse Don- Johnson. Carol Schultz. Carol Schultz. Kelly Ford. Kelly Ford. Kirsten stromberg Clausen. Kirsten Stromberg-Boxen.
1: Sorry. Laura Aguirre-Penner.
2: Laura Ab- Aguirre-Penner. Penner. Penner.
1: Lauren Old.
2: Lauren Old.
1: And Lisa Powell.
2: Lisa Powell. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. We hope you have a good time.
1: <laughs> Lou Clausen.
2: Lou Clausen.
1: Marie Hoffman.
2: Marie Hoffman.
1: Mary Catherine Anderson.
2: Mary Catherine Anderson. Meg Murto. Meg Murto. Patricia Wiest. Patricia Nice. Wiest. Weist. No, Nice. Rachel Barbosa. Rachel Barbosa. Sarah Morris. Sarah Morris. Simone Foo. Simone Blue.
1: Sunshine Haven.
2: Shum- Sunshine Haven. Move your hands out. In front of
1: you. Sylvia Shore.
2: Sylvia, Sylvia Shore.
1: Taylor Snyder.
2: Taylor Shiner- Snyder.
1: Karen Cornejo.
2: Car- Karen Ho- Cornejo. 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 Amy Burke. Amy Burke. Ann Drennan. Drennan. Anna Tracy. Anna Tracy. Audrey Henniger. Audrey Henniger.
1: Christina Scambato.
2: Christina Conhanto. Scambato. Scambato. Christine
1: Anderson. Miss Anderson. Christine Anderson. Oh.
2: Christine An- Anderson.
1: Cindy Raynaud.
2: Sydney Raydon.
1: Connie Remich.
2: Connie Remich.
1: Don Barber.
2: Don Barber.
1: Debbie Fells.
2: Debbie Fells.
1: Deborah Westwood.
2: Deborah Westwood.
1: Diana Becker.
2: Diana Becker.
1: Doris. Oh, wait. Doris Reichel.
2: Doris Reichel. Hello, Doris. Hello, Doris. Eileen. Gem. Eileen. Eileen Dem. Hello, Eileen. Hi, Eileen.
1: Emily Toledo.
2: Emily Toledo.
1: Eric Vandermullen.
2: Eric Vander. Vandermullen. Vander- Banter Mullen. Erin Posick, Erin Posick, Gabe Lozano. Gabe Lozano. Gia Benoit. Gia Benoit. Gina Haas. Gina Haas. Ian C. Ian C. Ileana Bell. Bell. Jackie Coyle. Eh, Jackie Coyle, that's my aunt. Jane. Jane. That's my grandma.
1: <laughs> Another secret patron.
2: Another secret parent. Patron. Jennifer Davis. Jennifer Davis. Jenny Armstrong. Jenny Armstrong.
1: Jenny Barrow.
2: Jenny Barrow. Hey, I know you.
1: Jocelyn Milo.
2: Jocelyn Milo.
1: Johnny Walker.
2: Johnny Walker.
1: Julie Stevenson.
2: Julie Stevenson.
1: Karen Ochoa.
2: Karen Ochoa.
1: Karina Jacobo.
2: Karina Jacobo. Kathy Murray. Kathy Murray. Katie Gett. Katie Getz.
1: Katie
2: Radcliffe. Katie Radcliffe.
1: Kara Scarra.
2: Kara Scarra.
1: Kevin Ferry.
2: Kevin Ferry.
1: Chris Morgan.
2: Chris Morgan. Laura Keeley. Laura Keeley.
1: <laughs> Lindsay Konopka.
2: Lindsay Konopka. Isn't that
1: a cool
2: name? Wait, don't I know someone named Lindsay? Well, I don't
1: know. Laurie Farrington.
2: Laurie Farrington.
1: Marjorie Lewis.
2: Marjorie Lewis.
1: Marianne Hammond.
2: Mary Ann Hammond. Mary Ann
1: McDonald. Marianne ha-
2: McDonald. Mary McGallan. Mary McGowan. Megan Montague. Megan
1: Montague.
2: <laughs> oh. Melissa Bowers. Melissa Bowers. Melissa
1: Hancock.
2: Melissa Hancock. Naomi Brown. Naomi Brown. Rebecca Olamaker. Rebecca Olamaker Zirba Robin Flam Robin Flam Stacey Sayward Stacey Sayward Tammy Terravest Tammy Terravest Tara Wallace. Tara Wallace Trenton Thompson Trenton Thompson Valpacker Valpacker And do you want
1: to say a demon slayer
2: name now? Yeah I,
1: What's a demon slayer
2: name? Uh... I don't know. Tanjiro? Tanjiro?
1: Say Tanjiro Wendy. Tanjiro Tond- you should say Demon Slayer Wendy. Demon Slayer Wendy. Perfect. Thank you so much to everybody who supports us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We really couldn't do it without you. And thanks, number three, for hanging out with me for a minute.
2: I love Demon Slayer! <laughs> <laughs>
1: We have a special guest today. I'm super excited to talk to her and find out a little bit more about her story. I can already tell that she's full of some fun energy. So uh, Mel, are you ready to do this?
0: Yes, I'm excited too. We need some fun in our lives. Oh, you guys got to get out more. (laughs) We're widows. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this
1: is Trina. Trina, you got to say your last name because it's Mahachik. No, wasn't going to get that. Nope. Nope. It's Mahachik. And it's Czechoslovakian,
3: and the first C is silent. So I tell people, it's like, you you pronounce it like my hot Czech. My husband was Czechoslovakian. He's kind of hot. So he
1: was my hot Czech. Oh, I would have said my hot Czech. Machacek or something.
3: (laughs) Trina, where do you live? I live in in, uh, central Nevada. I live 10 miles north of Eureka, Nevada, which is on Highway 50, uh, which which was deemed by AAA as the loneliest road. In America.
0: (gasps) (laughs) Is it it lonely because nobody breaks down there? Oh,
3: no, it's it's lonely because it's like um, everything out here is is in miles. The nearest my nearest neighbor is two and a half miles. Um, the The nearest town is 10 miles. But if I go to town and I want to go to the grocery store, I have to travel 120 miles. So everything is like in many many miles away. So which is cool though because like the nearest Burger King is 120 miles. So it's like a little it's like a little day trip and like a little vacation when you get to go
1: someplace and, and go to Burger King. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> little house on the prairie. Like, it is. It is. It is. Do you have your own grain mill out there? And like I I do
3: have a I do have a grain grinder. But When <laughs> I had chickens, we ground our own grain. I live at the base at. I live at about sixty five hundred feet above sea level, and the base of Diamond Mountain, which is eleven thousand eight hundred feet, and the view is gorgeous here.
1: Oh wow, Trina, how did you find yourself in the middle of Nevada? I looked on a map. <laughs> 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 did now you actually, grow up there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born and raised in Reno, and then when I was in eighth grade, we went to a little 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 town called Eagle, Nevada, which is. So about 90 miles from where I am and that I went to high school there and I was a telephone operator um, and and that was way back in the days when you picked up the phone and and there was no dial and you just picked up the phone and you got the operator. And that was me. And Mm -hmm. so my husband's telephone number in Diamond Valley was Diamond Valley 21. And he would pick up the phone and he would get me and we talked for like two years before we finally met. I had to drive to Eureka during rodeo, drive in his yard and say, I am the telephone operator. How are you? And six months later, we were married.
0: No way. Yeah. That's yeah. how you met? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best. This it is was the best, best story. Yeah.
3: The guy came out of the house in his black stocking feet, opened the gate for me, and I drove into his life. Isn't that so cool?
0: Oh, <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> and t- what was your husband's name? His name was
3: Jerry Mohacek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And um, he wasn't actually
1: from Czechoslovakia. He just was no, like Czech descent. His, his grandparents were from
3: Czechoslovakia. So yeah. day, his, his family was from a little town called Buell, Idaho. And they moved to Diamond Valley when Diamond Valley was opened as a, um, as one of the last places where he, it was like, it was like he was a Sooner of Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, they came to Nevada and got um, a government grant to, to open up land that was sagebrush, And that's how they started. Their, their alfalfa farm and now excuse me and now it's a farm that's about um, it's a farming community of about um, 40,000 acres now so it, it has really grown since since the 50s but I I, you're gonna say 40,000 people <laughs> oh no that's way too many people for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should move there huh think, in, in, Eureka, in Eureka
3: in Eureka there's about maybe 700 people and and the nearest town from that is Elko Nevada and there's about 40,000 there
1: and that's where the Burger King is and <laughs> Elko do you know Trina that we both live in Utah so we're your next door neighbors oh we're at in Utah just outside of Salt Lake but when I was a little kid I thought Elko was a very very exciting place with lots of elk uh-huh. I, I went there once and I thought it was very exotic in my brain.
3: So, Ooh. see, and, and we used to go to Salt Lake every August to go uh, school clothes shopping and go to Lagoon. I live in Farmington. So, see,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm right at the doorstep of Lagoon. So, you could have oh, said hi. I knew I liked you. I knew <laughs> <the older> <laughs> you. <laughs> Trina, tell us more about your person. Tell us more. Like, we figured out how you met. He d- you drove into his yard in his <laughs> stocking feet, and then you got married <laughs> six months later.
3: Tell um, us about your life. So we uh, we started out farming, um, and and we farmed, We were uh, what you would call attached at the hip all of our married life. I was married for almost forty three years, um, but during that time we had uh, this farm, and we farmed up to twelve hundred acres of alfalfa, and then we started a machine shop. And we and when I say we started something know that we built the building, or we we built the farm and we put in the grain, or the grain and the alfalfa, it wasn't something that you just went, Poop, you're a farmer, yeah. you're a machinist. We built a building when it was 30 below zero in year. <sighs> And we, and we opened this machine shop and he taught himself everything and, and I did the books and he did the work. And then we also, as time went on, he thought about it. He was like 11 years older than me. He thought, you know, something happened to him. I have no way to make money because, you know, he was the machinist and I just, I just brought in the money. So we decided to open a hardware store in town because there really wasn't one. So we went to town, bought a piece of property on Main Street, which is really just, that's all there is in Eureka, it's just the Main Street. (laughs) And we built that building and then we ran the hardware store and within the hardware store, we had a travel agency and we did some catering and we, we just, anything that we could do to make money is what we did. And and one day he was coming down a ramp with like 400 pounds of dog food on a hand cart and he felt a little twinge in his back. and He had never felt a twinge or ever, ever had problems or ever hurt. And come to find out after being flown from Eureka to Elko on an airplane and then from Elko to Reno, they found out he had spinal stenosis, which is when the oh. bone, bone grows in the spinal column and pinches off the nerves. And, and some 19 or so operations later is, is when he died. 19. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, like 20 years of 19 back surgeries and recuperations and rehabs. And, and then he had yeah. diabetes and, and so in the end, um, he was on a scooter and he got sick. And he got a cold and he said, let's wait till after Christmas. And I said, okay. And after Christmas, he said, let's wait till after New Year's. And I said, okay. And after New Year's, I said, enough. And now we got to go. So I took him to the clinic in town um, and he had developed um, congestive heart failure and his kidneys were quitting. And They flew him to Elko and 11 days later, he was dead. When was this? It was in uh, 2018 in January. Okay. January is not a good time to die in in Nevada because it's really cold. But I can tell you, so let me tell you this this is a really quick story. So he he was in the hospital and there was, he, he was, he was there and then he was gone. He was there and he was gone. And, and it was 11 days of, of waiting and trying and doing all this stuff. And they finally said, you know, his potassium is going to, is really high. So we're going to, what we're going to do, best laid plans is when he, when the potassium stops his heart, because that's what it does, we will put in, him uh, in in, in an intubation tube down him until we get the, this um, potassium drawed off him. And then we'll bring him back and everything will be fine. Ta-da! So we waited and we waited. And he saw some Eskimos out on, the, out on the roof and was telling me stories about it and, and da-da-da. And then at the very end, I leaned over and I, I said the Lord's Prayer to him and, and some stuff. and and he, and he drew his last breath. And I looked around and, and there was nobody there to do the innovation tube. And they just said, oh, he died. And I went, well, that was a good plan, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's okay because he was ready. And, and I could not have scripted his ending better in the long run. And, and I miss him. He was a wonderful man. Uh, but then, you know, as you guys know, life goes on. How old was he when he died? Uh, let's see. I, uh, he was eleven years older, so he was seventy-two. Okay.
1: Yeah. You were about 60, 61. Yeah. Yeah. Did man. you guys have? Oh, go ahead no. Oh, yes, I was go.
0: just gonna say that poor man having back that many back surgeries over that many years, like. Yeah. He wow. Was, he really was. He was
3: a. He was the strongest man I ever met. He was a big man. He weighed over three hundred pounds because he was he was muscle and he was. And he was just a big man. His hands, my hand is like this, and his hand was like this. I mean, he was just a big Czechoslovakian guy. Mm -hmm. So even though he was in a lot of pain for 20 years and he took a lot of medicine, you know, we started off with just aspirin and then we went to Percocet and we went to Oxycontin and then we went to fentanyl and blah, blah, blah. He never, I know his body became addicted, but he was of, of a mindset of not being, uh, um, a mind addicted person so he was a great patient and he was very patient and we met some amazing people along his journey of doctors and nurses and and physical therapists and people in rehab and and so it was it
0: was um,
3: very learning.
0: Trina did you and your husband have any children?
3: no no nope, no nope. we and uh, we tried a couple times and we got pregnant four times and we had four miscarriages in one year and then and then we just we just stopped having children and, and stopped trying to have children and just stopped all of that part of our life because he wasn't in any shape and I really was really too busy to do any of that so so I know what what, what people say when they go um, well I haven't had sex in five years and I go oh,
0: come on I had sixteen in 20 years what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a stranger to loss trina four that's... miscarriages in one year that's a lot i mean a lot. that's a lot in a in a short amount of time yeah. so how was that on your marriage
3: That it was a, i think it was okay i don't think either one of us really expected to have kids or really i when i first got married i thought oh. That's what you're supposed to do. you know you go to church and I say, oh, go forth and, and multiply and I go, my multiplier is broken <laughs> So you can only divide. After a while, I just went, oh, that's not going to happen. So you, you know you have dogs and you have cats and you, and you have cows and you have sheep and you have and you have chickens and you have friends and and, and kids are, are, are like little ants to me.
1: <laughs> I love how in the differential of things that you have, Friends was after cows, sheep, and chickens.
3: <laughs> That's because, like I said, my nearest neighbor is two and a half miles away. The friendship thing uh, wasn't, wasn't a big thing because I had my husband and he had me and, and we kind of fed off each other. So.
1: so talk about isolation. You are physically isolated from people and you didn't really need to have a support system when your husband was alive. What did you do after he died? Um, it's gonna be so lonely. You know, the weirdest thing
3: is my husband was very bigger than life and and I didn't realize it until after he was gone how isolated he had he had made me. Um, like my family live in Ely for a long, long time, but I went over there like twice in my whole married life because he didn't want me to go over there. He said, I wasn't the same person when I came back from uni after seeing my parents. So he just kind of, after going to the big city. Yeah. After going to the city, he's like, so he's, uh, and so, and then and friends, um, he, he said, when I tried to do stuff, he said, you, you don't have time that we just need to work. And so I worked, really hard for my entire married life and so did he so after he died i was a little nervous because i didn't think anybody even knew who that who in the heck i was um so at his service which was at the opera house in eureka which is a wonderful building um, it's a, a huge main floor with a great big stage and stuff i was really scared to have it there but people kept saying, oh no everybody knows the area you, the church is not big enough you have to have a doubt so i said okay And I went in and sat down. I thought, oh, I'm going to turn around. There's going to be nobody there because nobody knows who I am and blah, blah, blah. And then people started filing in and it was standing room only, which made me really happy. And then afterwards, people came up to me for days and really weeks afterwards. And we have been waiting for you to come out. We have missed seeing and talking to you. It's always been Jerry, 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 you know, and Trina was just over in the background doing work (laughs) so so that was kind of cool so i i have a great group of friends now it's just there wasn't a lot of that in my married life so now i'm i'm telling you i'm having way too much fun with this widow stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay I want to hey. hear all about it. Tell us what the f- <laughs> now I know people listening are like, wait, what fun with widowhood, but like, come on, you got to take what you can get. Right. That's Tell right. us some of the things that have been fun in your rediscovery of yourself or activities. So the coolest thing that I have found, and uh, when I, when I was a,
3: when I was in high school, I would write little stories and stuff. And I, and, and my mom would read them and she was my biggest fan. And when I got married, uh, uh, I decided that I maybe try to write like a little city turn country thing, and so I did. I wrote about when we first got married. He put me on this tractor, and that when I say tractor, at that time there were no cabs and there were no GPS and there was no fancy schmancy stuff. You were just put on a tractor, and I was pulling. A, I think I was pulling um, a scratcher behind the tractor, and I'm supposed to go back and forth on this field, and blah, 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 and I did, and I turned around and went, I, I couldn't tell where I'd been. I, I was city. I was not farm. I did not have farm eyes. And I got frustrated, and he kept saying, "Now just turn around. See where you've been. I go, I can't see where I've been. So I got out of the, off the tractor by getting on the great big back tires and jumping up and broke both angles during <gasps> the first week we were buried. <laughs> oh! So I wrote this story about that. And I sent it into Country woman, woman Magazine. And they sent me 70 bucks. And I went, yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> and so I just started, I thought, I'm going to do this. And I took a picture of the check and put it up on the wall, you know, because I was kind of proud of it. And so a couple of days later, i write writing another story He came in. And I think it ticked him off a little bit. He said, you don't have time to write. You need to get back to work. And so my writing just went poof away until oh, after he God. died. And then I started writing again. And that's what I do now. Oh, cool. Uh -uh. You got to tell us more about that. Okay. Okay. So it actually, well, it happened a little bit before he died. He died in 2018. And in 2012, uh, when we were running the hardware store in town, I wrote this little story about Christmas and and kind of threw it it around town just to see if anybody read it, you know? And a couple of days later, I got some really nice comments about it. And it it was like about a 800 word story. So I did a few more, and I sent some to some people that I know, and and they wrote back and said that it was kind of cool, the stories I would write. And so I got a hold of the editor of Our Eureka Sentinel. It's a little tiny newspaper of like 400 people. And I said, uh, you want to take a chance on, on my little stories? And he said, sure, uh, we'll look at it a couple of times. So I did. And that started my my weekly column called Is This You? And now I write Is This You once a week, and it's in my 12 papers, and and I just did my 500th column last month, and I am so happy with it. And I've done a couple books, and I was like, huh, apparently I'm a writer. I are one. <laughs> you are. What are the stories about? So the stories in, of the column are just uh, little diddlies of life ex- life stuff. Um, I did, um, I'll, write about, I'll write about what somebody made for dinner three years ago, or I'll write about um how uh, the best way to pour an ice cold glass of milk and so my first book called (laughs) my first book is called they call me wiener because wiener is (laughs) my (laughs) nickname it's called they call me wiener and it's 55 short deco-producing chin wags which are 55 of my um columns that i love and i tell people that this book is um like the best bathroom book you'll ever get it's like the best reader's (laughs) digest book you'll ever get because you can put it you can put it in the bathroom and they're like one and two page stories so there's like one page for every throne visit
0: (laughs) (laughs) um uh, i want that book it sounds amazing (laughs) Uh, my dad would have loved that book too my dad actually was about well my dad just died this year, but he was about uh, the same age as Jerry when Jerry died. So I can see how how Jerry's generation is like a hardworking, like, let's get nose to the grindstone yeah. kind, of a, kind of thing. But my dad also loved, like, bathroom humor. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm bummed out. I can't give it to him. <laughs> bummed, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I know what
1: Mel's getting for her birthday.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> Trina.
1: Yeah. You have this alfalfa farm you have a hardware store Mm -hmm. you have all of these different things that you're doing to keep yourselves afloat but then your partner is gone so did you have to give up some of those things Have some of those things have you like given them over to other people to help with (laughs) how have you maintained that or have you before he passed away we ended up selling the
3: farm because um, we he his mother my mother-in-law (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have big eyes. I must, I must a be sign nice. of the cross. I nice. I must
3: be nice. <laughs> she was a very uh, st- strong woman, <laughs> and uh, she ended up being a widow long before uh, she died. And she ended up on a little house on our property, which ended up to just be five acres. She lived out my back door for twenty-five years, ladies. I'm oh. telling you, oh. uh, that'll that'll test you. Yeah, that'll wow. test you. So anyway, she ended up uh, in a bankruptcy thing. So we ended up selling the farm and most of that money went to her before she died and then to take, and then to take care of her. So the farm is gone. Uh, and then we had the machine shop and it I still have it. Um, but uh, when we did the hardware store, we kind of moved away from the machine shop and that kind of just became Jerry's toy box. And then a few years before Jerry died, he decided to sell the hardware store, which we did. Um, because we just I couldn't take care of it he couldn't help so so actually when he died there was just me I just I no more shop no more store no more farm just me like I like when he died I'm standing in the I'm standing in the hospital and somebody came, comes in and says well who can we call for you and I put my thumb over there and go oh, sorry it's just me the cheese stands alone now boy oh. so <laughs> So now it's just, it's just me and my writing and and I have a great group of friends and I can do anything I want.
0: What are some of the things that you want to do? (laughs) I want to write. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I, uh, I,
3: so somehow I ended up with these wonderful, beautiful glow in the dark, almost pink fuzzy slippers (laughs) and they're huge. And I found found them at Kmart a long, long time ago. And because they were cute, I had to buy them. And then they ended up in a closet. And then after Jerry died, I found them. And I'm writing. And I put these fuzzy slippers on my feet. And I went outside and took a picture of them. And that's what, that's what, look, 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 that's what the cover on my book is these, my fuzzy pink slippers. Ah. So now I take my fuzzy pink slippers wherever I go. And we take pictures. And they open doors for me and they and they introduce me to people. So now when I go somewhere, my slippers go with me and we do stuff and I travel a little bit, not a lot, because you know I have cats to feed. <laughs> and so that's that's what I'm doing now. I'm just living, just living life. And I'm starting the I'm starting the business of Trina. Oh my stars, that's really something. I've decided to do that. A, the, the business of Trina is trying to sell my books, and then also I'm trying to become a motivational, ah, inspirational speaker. <laughs> Some people say, Shut up, Trina, for gosh sakes, shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have things to say. Like, my second book is about becoming a widow, and it's like, I don't, I looked for a book, but everything I looked at was a boo hoo story. And it's like, ah, I do not want to boo story. I want something to lift me up and give me joy and make me happy. And I couldn't find one. So I wrote one. Mm-hmm. And I, so mm-hmm. I wrote about, you know, a life after death. And it's, be, it's about becoming a new widow. And and that's what I'm basing my speaking, cha-cha-cha stuff on. And and I'm just, and I'm just starting. Yes.
0: I saw a hand go up my side. Yes, my side. I have a question. So obviously, like when we lose our person, it's, a big, sad, hard thing. Um, and you seem like a very positive person that can find joy in even like the little darkest nooks and crannies. Have you experienced immense sadness since Jerry's death? Or how have your emotions been? And you guys um, were together for a long time.
3: We were together for a long, long time. I, the, I, I am sad. I, but I tell people, I'm happier for him than I am sad for me because he went through so much in the last, you know, 20 years of his life that, that when he took that last breath and and I saw the pain leave his face and he was at such peace um, that I went, Oh, that's the way it's supposed to be, you know? And, and I was, and then I looked at my face and it was all squished up. and I, went, oh, I don't want my face to be squished up forever like his was. And so I, I, I chose joy instead of sadness. But I do sometimes, probably more often than I even admit to myself, find myself boohooing through something, through something. It's like, oh, my stars, I can't go through with it anymore. And then you go, shut up. Come on, wake up. Get going. Don't stop. Don't stop. That's very important to me. It's never stop. I, I have um, MS, and I was diagnosed some 30 years ago. And one of the first things that my doctor said is, don't worry, you'll, you'll never die from it. Well, like in a year, Annette Funicello died in in Miami or in Florida. And I went to him and said, hey, you told me you're not supposed to die from this. And he said, she didn't die from that. She died because she got tired and stopped moving and stopped doing. So he said, never stop. And I thought, OK, I'm never going to stop. You can't, you can't hold me back. And don't let fear and common sense hold we'll you back. We'll hot check.
1: Have you ever heard? I do not know if this is true or not, but if it is true, then I feel like I've just figured out what you are, Trina. And that's that sharks have to keep moving or else they'll like die. Maybe. What is that true? I don't know true. if it's true or not. I've heard that, but then anyway, are you because I'll like, Google, it? Google it. <laughs> but I think you might be a shark in the middle of the, <laughs> the Nevada desert. <laughs> you just have to keep going.
3: You know what that, you know. Do you remember that show? Land shark? That's me. I'm a land shark.
1: <laughs> Trina, I'm wondering if when Jerry died, um, a lot of people will talk about the sense of relief. It sounds like you had a, a lot of, you know, you worked really hard your whole life with Jerry. And it sounds like, like Jerry kind of pushed you to do you know some things that maybe weren't what you wanted to do you wanted to write and you couldn't write cuz you know you had to keep working did you feel some relief i did you I... died that you were in charge of your own destiny now so so have you read my book because in there there's a there's a no. whole
3: one the sense of the the, the, the guilt of relief mm-hmm. it's like you go through all this stuff and he passes away and and in the next couple of days i'm like Oh, it's, it's over. I'm done. I got, to, I got home because I had to travel 120 miles to get home. And that was fun. Uh, and come in the house and he's, all his stuff is still there. All the medical stuff is there. All the medicine is there and all the, and all the accoutrements that you acquire when somebody is sick is still there. And, and I could not get rid of a stuff. I couldn't get the, the concentrator and the medicine and the, scooters and the walkers and the uh, out of my house fast enough and I went man I'm just relieved and then you go oh crap I think I'm supposed to feel guilty about that and I did but not for long because then life starts don't stop don't stop don't stop
0: how is your body doing with the MS
3: um it's good I'm very lucky knock on wood uh, I have what what I call uh, MS light. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's a terrible thing and it can do awful things, but for some reason God just said, "I'm just going to give you a little bit of MS. It's just going <laughs> to smack you around a little bit, uh, just enough to know, to keep you from from feeling sorry for yourself." So I'm um, I'm good. I'm good. I get a little weak and I and I get tired, but that's okay because I can nap any time
1: I want. <laughs> <laughs> Trina, do you, or have you, and how will you go about doing this Waded back into the dating pool at all? Is that something that interests you? Oh, <laughs> uh-
3: <laughs> so, oh my God, I don't know if I should tell you the whole story. You should. Yes, <laughs> should. do
0: it. <laughs> A storyteller I, must tell
3: stories. I'm very, I'm very open to, um, to starting that again. It's like, I'm not dead. I like guys. I've always liked guys. I think guys are pretty cool. My entire married life, I worked, or worked with guys around guys. There wasn't a lot of women. It was like, they're fun. They're funny. And you can, you can poke at them. And they're, hmm, some of them are kind of gross. But then you laugh <laughs> at them. <laughs> so I have, I've gone to lunch with a guy. Um, uh, and uh, that didn't work out. And, and then I've, I've had a guy come and visit me. And that didn't work out. And I'm just waiting to see uh, what's going to walk in my door next.
1: Maybe we need to bring back the telephone operators. And Uh, maybe there could be a male telephone operator. And Mm -hmm. maybe he could be like 25.
0: Ooh. Would you go for that?
1: Yeah. Is that a yes or a ooh, no? Oh, thank you. Oh, 25. My goodness. He'd have to do a lot to keep up with me. Yeah, Trina. Yeah, I don't even know how you would go about dating in such a small community,
3: you know? Yeah, I, I, you just, um, there isn't, uh, I, I, you hear so many awful stories about online stuff that I'm not for that. Uh, if mm-hmm. it happens, it's just gonna happen. Like how it happened when I grew up. If not, eh, it's okay. You're cool either way. <laughs> well, and
1: I mean,
0: like- What about you can- guys? Are you guys? Have you guys jumped in? No, I have. A, I have bad stories about Mel it. Has, so a, has a. It's
1: not. A, it's not a quick answer to that question. Yeah.
0: For Mel. Mm-hmm. But we also
1: have like a Burger King like less than two miles away, and so it's a lot easier for us to date because we can just. Really. Maybe
0: Burger we can meet King. some people at the Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe Trina, you need to come to Salt Lake to a Burger King, and that's where you're going to find your new man.
3: I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm. I go to Chick Fil A. I get it. Chick Fil A. Uh,
1: oh yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> Trina, do you have things? I mean, it sounds like you're trying to accomplish the business of Trina. Do you have other goals? Do you want to travel places? Do you want to meet people?
3: You like, know, just what you want just, in
1: your life now?
3: Just recently, I've I've met a, a gal in town, um, and she is. Uh, she's the like the for tourism of Eureka and she's a kicking she's a really kick in the pants and she is the um she's a tea mistress and she knows everything about tea and I know nothing about tea, tea? Yeah, like tea. drinking tea oh no 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 it's one of the first thing I learned put your finger down it's like oh. oh so anyway she and I have kind of bonded and she writes tea she writes um books and she's she's done pr all over the state of nevada for for her career and she's a few years younger than i am and we've kind of developed a friendship and and we and we go um, places and and do book signings and blah blah, blah. And, and so what we're doing now is we have started to develop a tour for 2023 her new book is coming out in december and i have a couple of books and so there are 17 counties in nevada and we are going to do a 17 county tour in 2023. And she's a tea mistress, and my name is Wiener. So it's going to be the, <laughs> it's going to be the the tea and Wiener book tour of 2023. You <laughs> broke Mel. Oh,
0: <laughs> now I think we need to name your episode. My name is Wiener. That's right, Marina <laughs> check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone will be so confused <laughs> until they listen. Say. Ah!
1: <laughs> I didn't realize there were 17 counties in Nevada. I think people think of Nevada and they think Las Vegas, mm. and they think they think Tahoe, like Reno Tahoe, mm-hmm. and, and and then he, and they miss Space. how in the, the world is that up <laughs> We well, at least know about Ely and Elko because we're true.
0: You know, close. I'm impressed that you guys are going on a tour. That's so cool, and yeah. and that yeah. Way to so, put all of that writing to use and then spread the word. There you go. She she she's got more um,
3: developmental stuff and knows a lot more people in the state than I do. And so she's kind of taken charge of setting up where we're going to be. And then she'll she'll put on a tea and talk about the art of tea. And you would not believe how much stuff there is to learn about tea. <laughs> And so, and then I'll do some speaking and we'll do some readings and we'll sign some books and, and we'll make a million dollars. What can I say?
0: (laughs) As you should. If somebody comes up to you and they're like, I'm a widow too. What advice do you have for me? Like, say they're like less than a year from the death. What would you say? I would say, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop.
3: Don't stop. It's like, it's so easy. It's so easy to get stuck in the muck and the mire of, of, of death. Um, because, man, when death comes to the door, it's like he, he, he blows in with this awful stench in this and this darkness. And it, it takes a lot to fight it off and blow him out of the water and say, I am not. I am not the one that died. I am not going to lay down and just go, <sighs> OK, somebody fix me. And I find that a lot. It has, I've seen it a lot, even with within my small community. There's a lot of women who their husband has died and they they don't move from there. Of course, now I shouldn't, I, most of them have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and a lot of blah, blah, blah. And so their life becomes that, which is really cool. Mine didn't do that. I had no children. I had cats. I'm not the cat woman. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm not the cat lady of your
1: okay if you are.
3: <laughs> but I... I tell people and I've had a few friends who lost significant others. And I say, don't stop, don't stop. And they go, oh, I just can't. I'm just too tired. No, 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 no. Don't be tired. Don't stop. Even though you, you feel like you can't take another step out of the, out of the mud, you have to take it. It's like, cause, cause there's a really cool stuff out there waiting for everybody.
1: Here's, here's a, here's a follow-up question. That, though, Trina. You just oh. mentioned, I know follow-up. This is very professional. You mentioned that you get to take a nap whenever you want. So it's not a literal like don't stop, because actually sometimes we do need to rest and we do need to like take a moment for ourselves to kind of mm-hmm. figure out what's going on. So I mean it's not like you are never actually stopping what you're doing. Also, does that make sense what i what I was trying to ask or say? I think so. It's yeah. like um
3: when I say don't stop, I mean, don't stop your life. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you have to sleep and, and you have to eat and you have to, you know, do other things, <laughs> but, but don't, don't go for more than a day without doing something, go outside, call somebody, um, write a card, uh, send an email, um, watch a movie without falling asleep.
0: <laughs> That's a hard one for me. I know, me too. Oh.
3: <laughs> but don't, Don't let it, don't let more than a day go by without you doing something. Cause it's really easy to sit on a couch or sit on a bed or sit anywhere and go, I'm just so done. I'm just so done." So don't, don't.
0: Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) It can be easy to want to die with your person because part of you kind of dies. Right. Mm, So it's, it's so easy to, we, I saw a meme the other day from one of our friends, our widow friends, and it was a picture, not a picture, like a drawing of a skeleton under the earth. And then the widow's face was on the earth, but like the face was underground and the rest of her body was above ground. And it (sighs) said, don't die with your person because that can be hard. I get it. The depression is real over here. Yeah. So Yep. That.
3: Yep. It, and and that's okay. You know, you're supposed nah, you're supposed to
0: feel bad. Mm. I mean, it's natural to grieve. Yeah. yeah.
3: But yeah, uh, yeah. There, there was there was a time after Jerry died that I, so I had to go get his ashes, whoo, which was 120 miles away. I went out in the garage and I got in the truck and I and I'm sitting there with my hands on the steering wheel. And I went, I just can't go anymore. But I forced myself to go get his ashes, come back. And, and as I drove in the garage, I, I put the garage door down and I left the truck run. And I thought, I'm done. I am just so done. I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. And I thought, it'd be so easy to just sit here with the truck running and the garage door shut and just go to sleep. And it'd be all over. And i go, no, that'd be so cool. It'd be so dumb be so dumb Trina my stars for once in your life Jerry's gone you had a tiny bit of life insurance you got no bills you got a little bit of money get out of this truck you have money to spend you're not done yet like, yeah I got money spend to go. the money first
1: <laughs> and right 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 and right 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 Trina did you have any uh, widow mentors or anybody that you were able to connect with who no. no no So you've been figuring this out all on your own yep yep blazing your own widow trail yep and that's why
3: when i when i wrote the book about the widow being you know, a widow it's funny it talks about um going to what i the mortuary would that i call the dead guy place and meeting the dead guy guy and doing dead guy stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> so I'm so we're sitting at this huge table, right? And we're talking about uh, we decided on cremation. And and uh, you know, when you talk about cremation uh with your husband or wife or whatever, it just blah 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 cremation blah 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 and it just kind of rolls off of you like butter. But then when it comes to like really your partner's down somewhere in some deep dark hole getting ready to be cremated, and go <sighs> wow. So I'm sitting at this. Big huge table with this dead guy guy, and I take up my pen and I'm getting ready right to sign the check and I and I tapped it a little bit and I said, "Now, you make damn sure he's dead before you light that fire." <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> How did he react?
3: He said, "He said uh, yes, ma'am." <laughs> so in my book, I I tell about this and I go, "Yeah, you could have heard a cough and drop." I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah
0: where would somebody find your book? So my books
3: are uh, on Amazon and the amazon.com. And they're also available from me. Then I'll sign them um, through my uh, email address, which is itty, I-T-Y-B-Y, Trina at yahoo.com. I think it it was
1: smart not to put your last name in your email address because nobody's spelling that right.
3: No, you just want want to butcher something. Just add your name, Mahachik. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're also it's also on Barnes at Barnes and Noble and Target and Walmart and, and I'm out there. You just have to you know look for Trina blah 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 and yeah Trina, <laughs> you're kicking butt. I'm kicking butt. Taking names. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just getting I'm just getting to a website developing a website. I just finished my logo the other day. So in my first book they call me Wiener. I I ended most everything with my, my signature line is happy, happy all the time. So my new logo is a heart with my pink slippers, and it says happy, happy all the time. So that's, that's going to be pretty cool. And then I thought, somebody said, well, what are you going to call your website? Are you going to call it Trina Mohacic? And I go, yeah, like somebody's going to be able to put that on and figure it out. <laughs> so we talked about it, and I kicked it around a little bit, talked to some friends. And so my website is going to be TrinasPinkSlippers.com.
0: Oh, oh, that's okay. cute.
1: I, I'm glad it's not Trina. They call me Wiener. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not. Gonna... I actually wish it was that. That's the best. <laughs> that's
1: that's why you know the tea and Wiener tour is gonna
3: be so amazing.
1: <laughs> well I just oh. am concerned about like if you don't get that all the way correct, what you're gonna find now. That's yeah, my concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well it's okay
1: when when I when mm-hmm. I was working on my website i had this
3: big blue heart and these big pink slippers in the middle of it the way i had the heart drawn i sent it to a couple of my friends and and said so what do you think and this one woman says well it kind of looks like a scrotum and i went all my stars (laughs) (laughs) so we tightened up the Oh, look, we up the little bit, so kind of cute. Now.
0: I'm impressed that you are working on a website and that you've written a book and that it's out there on Amazon. Like, I mean, Anita and I have a website and we have all this stuff that goes with the podcast and it's a pain in the butt.
3: Is it? Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so just wanna recognize you for doing that. I think because it, it's hard. It, it's it's probably a good it it's probably gonna be
3: I know it's going to be hard, but because I don't have children and I don't have all that baggage around me, um, I can spend more time working on the business of Trina and working on my writing. And, and And I'm working on I'm working on my fourth book now. And I sat down this morning and I had like five thousand words. And I went and I looked up and I went, "Oh, I have eight thousand words. How does that happen? It's just amazing." And this is going to be my first fiction book. And I went. Oh, you know, what's really cool about writing fiction It's that you could make people do anything you want them to do. And it's really
1: amazing. <laughs> I love that attitude. Trina, I think you need to come to Camp Widow. I think they need you at Camp Widow. Yeah. You to hang out and meet all the people there. How fun would that you. be? <laughs> it's in Cal- There's one in California and it's not too far away. You can make it there.
0: You can sell your books there too. They have a bookstore where people who are authors can sell stuff. Yeah. You're going to, have to, you're going to have to send me the information about it. Yeah. Campwidow.org. <laughs> yeah. We have right now. Trina, yeah. we yeah. have. it has been so fun to talk to you, and I know that we have a very special question for you, and Anita oh, is going to ask it right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Pre- Trina, Trina, you are the cheese that
1: stands alone, and what cheese are you? I am shitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trina is the cheddar me. that stands alone.
3: <laughs> I was if, gonna say I was gonna say I, I was hot pepper jack, but that's probably a little bit more than you anybody can t- anybody <laughs> can take of me. So I'm just cheddar.
0: <laughs> I mean, even a 25 year old can't handle <laughs> it. <laughs> is is that your favorite cheese though? A pepper jack cheese? No,
3: my favorite no. actually is cheddar. I got Okay. It's that, you know, mix of cheddar and, and Jack that, that you put in tacos because I make the most amazing Trina tacos. <sighs> what? Yeah. Mel? Y'all are, gonna me y'all are gonna to going to have to going come. are going to
1: Eureka. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Even my even my family from Texas calls us says, are you
1: going to make us Trina tacos if we come to visit? And I go, yeah, oh, I'm going to do this.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> Trina, it's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for impressed with your go get them attitude. Woo-hoo i'm tired just talking to you
3: that's okay i'm tired of listening to me too
0: (laughs) i didn't mean
1: it to sound like that i just mean you do a lot nice one anita i'm not tired of talking to you (laughs) all right we
0: just want some of your energy i'm fired join the club
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today we hope you've loved listening to trina Make sure you check out the widow wives club to be able to interact with lots and lots of great widows and widowers. It's on Facebook. Make sure you answer all the questions If you want to keep the podcast going. Check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash WWDN.
0: And if you don't have access to having some Trina tacos mm. and want to buy us some tacos, go to buymeacoffee.com slash widow. do now. And so we talk to you again. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. I'm, I'm Trina.
1: We're just two young widows and one widow who's on a little house on the prairie in the middle of Nevada. And whose name is Wiener. With her pink slippers. <laughs> and We are all just trying to help each other figure out. Widow, we
0: do now. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow. Your person is dead. You might have kids. You might need another option. And you just want your phone to work. You want unlimited texting and service. And you want it to be like 25 bucks a month.